You're listening to Your Daily Dungeon, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by Your Daily Nerd. Hey, hey, hey! Looks at Eric to shut the hell up. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we're, we're proud to bring you episode 13 of Curse of Strahd, proudly presented by Your Daily Nerd. Uh, this is a Your Daily Dungeon podcast. I'm sure you actually already know that. Clicked on the uh, the button. It's late. We're recording late. Don't judge me. Enjoy the show. It's, so eight, we... it's 8 o'clock. Yeah, it's not that late. Uh, 8 o'clock's my bedtime, actually. Thank you very much. I've been up oh. since 3 a.m. And I'm sure you went both ways uphill to get there. Uh, so, moving on. <laughs> um, Back in, in the way, snow. we used <laughs> to make off. D20s out of stone. Anyway. Uh, I think you have to talk to Matthew Mercer about that. He's the one that invented him, apparently. According to Dylan. What? <laughs> Dice? <laughs> yep. Oh, did so. y'all see that Matthew Mercer is now, like, an official character in the D&D universe? Adam, I told you that. Shut up. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you I was talking... You know, I was talking to our viewers, not you. Thank you. <laughs> 16. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> S- sips Diet Coke. So, uh, you find yourselves running to the edge of the village of Barovia, traveling south along the road. Strahd's maniacal laughter rippling through the clouds. Uh, just to have a quick recap for our listeners and adventurers, uh, the party last left the church of Barovia in the village of Barovia, uh, where they left the burgomaster and his son, at their at, at the funeral of the burgomaster because Strahd showed up in an attempt to intimidate and steal the and steal Irina. Uh they kinda just decided that they really didn't want to fight that when they saw probably about a three hundred pound lizard get shoved through a, a stone wall. Is that is that right? Is that sum it up? I mean I tried to fight it but he stole my lightning. Yeah, we were I think <laughs> yeah, we no, were, I wasn't about that. <laughs> I think the only person yeah, who was trying to fight when I said was no. Wall. Yeah, I weigh about like. I'm not even gonna do the math. But I weigh a lot less than that, so I wasn't about that. So, uh, you travel yourselves to the end of the to the edge of town, heading south along the, uh, heading south along the road, and as you are running along the road, you you see that the rain, uh, from the storm that's forming overhead begins to come down, really intensely. Uh, you hear uh the sounds of what must what can only be hooves clattering across the uh, the pavement splashing through the mud that's built up on the uh on the cobblestone road uh, it sounds like it sounds like uh horses are chasing you guys down oh shit, oh, shit. okay i look back while still running uh the rain has reduced your visibility down to only 10 feet okay oh. i keep running <laughs> i heard, uh, i guess uh-huh. that's a very unsettling thought dylan <laughs> So yeah, a little. little, little uh, you you make your way southwest along the road outside of uh, the village, uh, where you come across uh, what must be a river at the bottom of the clearing. You guys run for a long ways, and it, it seems like the hooves never really catch up to you. Uh, let's see. If you were running, it's about one, two. It's about three quarters of a mile city of a run. Or so, if that makes any sense. Not too, too far. It's less than a mile over. Less than a mile's run. 
um, you come you come to a river that runs through the uh, the bottom of this uh, like open valley as you're running down Old Zvalik Road. Uh, you come to a bridge uh, with a river flowing as clear as a blue winter sky through this valley. Uh, you see the rain is pelting the river heavily, and it looks like it's rushing intensely. Uh, the river is about 50 feet wide uh, with a depth probably about 5 to 10 feet from what you guys can tell uh, at a glance. So Dejo's not going to be able to cross that uh, by swimming. There is a bridge. You see arching stone bridges span the river at two points. You see two bridges then. Okay. Uh, one near the village of Barovia uh, by you guys. And uh, I think, Eric, you are you the one that started the actual topography of Barovia when you were in Death House? Yes. I think it was you, yeah. So you would bridge farther up the road here along the way. All right. Uh, you would also know that there's two options you have. You can either follow the river, which will take you off the main path and probably out of, uh, you know, common travelers and probably keep you from being stalked. And then there's just following the main road, which might be the easiest way as far as, like, travel goes and travel time. But you know you're taking the taking uh, arena to Velaki, which is quite a ways away from here. Uh, it's probably like a week's journey from Barovia. I can okay. probably count the indiv individual tiles to give you an idea, but I'm gonna go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's probably about fifty, sixty, seventy miles anywhere from there. Damn girl, um, and that's by the main road getting there. Uh, no, it'd probably take you a little bit longer on the main road, but you run the risk of, of not only random encounters, but Strahd following you. Gotcha. On the, on the main road. And nobody wants that. Yeah, so that's I mean, not too it's main up road? To you. It's up to you. I'm not really telling you this one option better than the other. Yeah, Kyle, you should add some, some nice rain effects in the background here. Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> he'll, he'll do it in post. He's not uh, telling you. He's He's highly suggesting. I'm highly <laughs> suggesting. Don't anyway, <laughs> don't highly suggest how to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, you hear the sounds of the the, uh, the hoofprints come to a stop behind you guys, and uh, you hear the sounds of a neigh, like a horse neigh. You turn, you look back, and you see Strahd seated upon a massive black stallion with a flaming mane and flaming hooves, and um, well, it looks to be like hot as embered eyes staring back at. The horse whinnies again, and you see flames spread out its nostrils. Who's shit standing next to me? Out of curiosity, or have we, do we like know? That? Uh, it's probably just an amalgam of the group in one big pile around the front end of this bridge, trying to decide which way they want to go. I just kind of uh, like whisper over to whoever's standing closest to me. Someone's a little over the top. I'm gonna whisper back. Did you see the way he stole my lightning? Come on, man. Of course. I'm silently questioning how Watt can hear me. <laughs> you notice, you notice that all of the rain that is falling down and soaking you guys is basically hitting Strahd and rolling off of him, and he's not wet. Um, show off. Okay. Uh, what should I do? You do uh, see the. You do see the steam. You do see the water horse's mane and it steams off of the horse like what is what is Strahd doing like <clears throat> what's his facial expression like does he look like cocky he's got, or like what yeah so he he looks pretty smug as he as he looks down at you from the top of his horse 
Uh, he has an eyebrow arched on the right side of his face, and he's got a wry grin across it as you see his lips uh, split into a, uh, an eerie grin as he says, Well, adventurers, here's your opportunity to bask in the glow that is me. If you drop to a knee now and admire me in all of my splendorous <sighs> nobility, I will let you leave Barovia and wander my lands with whatever remains of your pitiful lives. Um, but give me Irina. So, I think, so, just, I, I think Irina is, like, gripping her sword at the, uh, her rapier at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, uh, I think Mel walks up and just like yeah see uh that that's not gonna work he's just like yeah that ain't gonna work you see him kind of shake his head back and forth and go no we can't have any of that you see him dismount his horse and he turns and uh, he kind of puts his left hand on the hilt of his sword mind you You've seen Straw draw his blade. He he is right-handed, so he's not cross-drawing. He's he puts the hand on his left side of his hilt, kind of just to show you that he's he's got his sword on him. And he he paces forward. And Mel, you're at the uh, front end of the group, uh, closer to the bridge, while Strahd's closer to the village. And Strahd walks towards the group, and it looks like he's bent on walking through the group to talk to Mel. Anybody right. stand aside for straw, or do you guys do you guys stand in his way? I stand in his way. Oh god! Or I just I don't necessarily like get in his way. I just I don't move. I don't. Same. Move. Yeah. That's the deal. I'm not like blocking him or anything. <clears throat> he kind of he strides forward and he looks at you two, and he looks over at Mel and he says, "I would suggest you tell them that I have some words for you, and the intimacy." Of being only a few inches from your face seems the only necessary way to speak them. Well, you see, uh, I, I I don't know, I don't know how much you know about me, but uh, you know, my uncle always told me when you're talking to a vampire, make sure you're about three feet away. <laughs> Just seems like the safest bet. He uh he looks down at DJ, and he chuckles and he he reaches forward to ruffle your hair, DJ. I like instinctively like swat his hand away. Uh, so you go to swat, pulls his hand back, and he looks at it and goes like, "You dare?" Uh, and twenty-four to hit. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he he Fuck backhand that. he uh, he kind of looks at the back of his hand and goes like, "You ever seen this before?" And he slaps you across the back side of your face with with his hand. Uh, DJ, he knocks you to your knees. He he looks at he looks at Watt and he says, "Do you remember how I caught that lightning? Stand aside." Okay, I am going to step to the side, but I'm also going to cast calm emotions. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like that, on that every... laugh is all that we needed. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is gonna go. Like in the radius of just everyone here trying to comment, cast it on the entire group. 
Okay. Well, mostly Strahd, but... Yeah, he rolled over a 20, so he doesn't God care. Of course. <laughs> he doesn't care. So we all... We're all, like, just super mellow and chill now? Nah, I, don't it's... I don't know if Deidre's mellowed. He just got pimp slapped. Well, <laughs> technically with the spell, if we see a friend get hurt, we're no longer calm, so we would not be calm. So what you're telling me is you wasted a spell That's insinuating that, like... <laughs> I attempted he... to calm Strahd down, and it didn't work is what happened there. Well, I think he used it after I got hurt, though, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, true, yeah. So... Even still, Strahd doesn't care. He's not. He's not agitated. Okay, he doesn't even. Does he even notice that the spell was cast? Yeah, you, it, has <laughs> somatic, it has somatic components. <laughs> you look. You waved your hands around in the air like a jackass, and Strahd cocked his eyebrow at you. And he's like, "Do you want to die again?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we're not a big fan of him at this point. You can have him. <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> Hey, look. Uh, Strahd looks at you, Amnon, and his eyes glow red. Give me a wisdom save. Ah, fantastic. That is a 14. You fail. Uh, he looks at you, and you feel your body go stiff for a second, and you feel compelled to follow Strahd's orders. Uh, at this time, Zarbdok's like, oh, you little pussy uh roll a roll a constitution save as sorbdok attempts to hostily take over your body <laughs> <laughs> that is a 21 all right uh Zarbdok does not take over your body strahd's will and amnon's will are currently stronger or not will but you don't go into convulsions good for you or bad <laughs> or bad for you really i guess it depends on how things go from here I guess it probably, it probably would have been yeah. better if Zarbok was in control. Yeah. Uh, he looks at you, Amnon, and he says, why don't you escort your friend over to the side of the river? Which friend? He, he motions at DJ. Come on, DJ. We, we got to get out of his way. Let me ask you again. Um, mm -hmm. Would Irina know that... Like, if we tried to fight uh, Strahd, we would pretty much die. Instantly, yes. Okay. So I imagine she's probably standing right by me. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's, she's just like... Um, I think she's going to like... I don't know. Fuck. Irina would probably have spent some time studying vampires and the weaknesses. Have her go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Oh, that's that's good. Let's see. Add advantage. Add advantage. All right. No pluses. My this. favorite words. Okay, well that's a three. That's an eight. So eight. Irina gets an idea that something about where you are is actually a good deterrent to Strahd, but she can't quite put it on the thumb what it is. What sucks is I know. I also know, but I must do his bidding. Amnon's going to reach out to try to uh, kind of like grab Dejo by the arm to like pull him out of the way. Uh, Dejo, uh, give me a perception check to see if he knows anything off about. Okay. Oh, an investigation. Sorry, you can roll investigation. investigation. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. That's even better. 
Let me see. Uh, that's 25 total. You see that Amnon is under some kind of mind control. He's all glassy-eyed, and he seems stiff, and um, he's, his request wasn't sarcastic, and it didn't sound like he was disappointed in you somehow. <laughs> oh, uh, so... Thumbs up. <laughs> all right, I don't let him grab me. I try not to let him grab me, but I do get up to move. All right. Uh, as long as he moves that direction, Amnon, you don't feel compelled to be forceful with him. Okay. But I, I don't get too close to the river. All right. So Strahd is going to step past Watt after hearing Amnon make that dec declaration, and it looks like Watt's not going to attempt to stop him. Uh, nah, he he stole my lightning and just shrugged off my spell. I'm just kind of <laughs> like I'm at the ready in case he attacks, but uh, I don't know if Irina would try to maybe vocalize that something feels like they should do something. I I don't know. Um, I feel like Irina would probably have a good idea to at least mention that something that there there is a reason Strahd's stopping you here. Um. Hmm. Does Nork or um? Did Nork oh. or Mel say anything? You know what? You you know what? I think Irina, to not set off Strahd, uh, she would whisper something in my ear. I think she would whisper something along the lines of, uh, like. Maybe, maybe it's like some, something's not right here. Like, why would it doesn't make sense that he would stop us here or something like that? Mm -hmm. And then Mel can roll an intelligence check after that. that that's what I that's what I want. Oh, so metagame. <laughs> <laughs> can I roll an investigation? Uh, or just no, and it's, it's just flat and tough. Sixteen, or no? Yeah, yeah. You would know that vampires can't cross running water. You don't know why, but you know that they can't. Is so he's not on the bridge. No, neither are you guys at this. Okay. Um. So this is what I do. Is is how close is Strahd to me? Uh, he's about ten feet. He's walking. Attempts to get in his way. I turn around and I just like grab Irina by the arm, and just start running across the bridge. You see him look at you, and he chuckles, and he says, Really? The bridge? <laughs> you see him draw his sword, and he spins it so that it's in his left hand forward. You see him kind of look up and say, Thank you, Watt, for this. You see him flick his wrist, and a bolt of lighting crashes down on the bridge, shattering the centerpiece of it. Uh, about a ten-foot section falls away. You can make the jump. Watt is also just kind of kind of follow them as they take off running. 
Yeah, so you run you run straight past Strahd as he as he taunts you with your own spell. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, but like ain't shit I can do right now. I'm just running. Yeah, DJ starts running as well. Uh Amnon, DJ is doing something against your illicit instructions. Can I give some kind of will save to try to save get out of snap out of it or uh not until somebody either attacks you or you take damage. Fantastic. But I don't think I, Amnon wouldn't necessarily know that, huh? Zardok would. Zardok's not under. <laughs> I guess you can give me another constitution. Yeah, constitution. That would be a natural one, my friend. <laughs> uh, uh, so now Zardok's tired of, is tired of this backseat driving shit, and he takes over. Uh, your eyes change to the appropriate color. And uh, you convulse for a few seconds. I don't know if Zorbdeck has a different voice or not, but he, he is now in control. Strahd loses control over the body, but Amnon's still under control mentally. Uh, okay, I haven't started running yet. Am I close enough to him to have noticed that? Yeah, you see Amnon like, goes to uh, grab Dejo, and he, like, jerks and convulses for a second. And you see his eyes change color before he kind of, like, shakes his head. Like, um, Amnon's normal eye color is kind of a yellow um, but when, since with Zarbdok taking over the body, it they turn over into a white color. Ooh. But it is, it is in fact different from how they looked, like, glossed over. Yes. Right. I'm gonna take that opportunity to run up to him and, like... Run up and do what? I didn't think this far. Well, no, I'm debating on if I want to make physical we've met zarbdok what once and we didn't even know it was zarbdok i don't think you, you guys have never met him okay yeah you know you know he exists i don't think you've ever I, i'm trying to make this as not meta of a decision as possible all right so i snap out of it and i i obviously davros and i are still like must be like still fairly close to strahd right Who are we? You know who we are? Like, you're... Are you... Are you... You. Yes, I... I... I, I, I blink a few times, and then I was just like, we have to go, now. And just take take off running with the others. You hear Good Amnon, enough of an answer for me. You hear Amnon in your head. Just, <laughs> 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 he does not... He does not like that at all. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's basically like an out of body experience, but still through your own eyes. It's weird. <laughs> you, you basically dissociate so hard that you observe your own conversations. Exactly. <laughs> Oof. So Mel, you make it. You make it to the precipice. You're in a dead. You're in a dead run. Uh, so you want to go ahead and make that uh, jump check, or you're just gonna stop, or what are you gonna do? Um, not jump check. This isn't three point five. Acrobatics. <laughs> So I think I think actually what happens is Mel probably Mel might hesitate, but Irina doesn't, and I'm holding her. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing: she sees me about to hesitate, and then she just she just like uh, pushes me, 
And then it comes, it gets to the point where I'm just like, oh, okay, this is happening, and I just, and I just go for the jump. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I was gonna give you advantage because you're dead sprinting, but you hesitate, so you don't get the advantage. You just make the I, jump. Well, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Mel would hesitate. It just, it just makes sense. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, um, give yourself an inspiration die. I feel like I, I like the uh, the choice of, of saying in character there. Oh, awesome. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, yeah, you, you clear it. You 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 make it uh, about three feet over the other side. Cool. And then I'll I'll make I'll make one for Irene. Irina. She may do so at advantage. Oh God! Please pour oh. better than that. Nat twenty. Twenty three. <laughs> I rolled a three, and I was like, Oh God! <laughs> Rolls a two. So. Uh, Irina makes the leap, and she lands on the other side after doing a somersault in the air. And she sees you, Mel. You, you like, go, no. You back up, take, like, a two-step running jump and leap, barely make it to the other side and land on your fucking chest. Like, you, you hit the ground with your legs, but you fall. All right. Um... There's nothing graceful and wizard about it. <laughs> you're, just a normal, you're, you're the average unathletic person making a jump that's too far for them. <laughs> Irina, Irina has to like stop her stride and come back and help me up. <laughs> Watt's uh, running along with y'all, so he's just gonna make that jump whenever he runs up to it. Same with DJ, as with Zarbo. Yeah, I, I full sprinting jump that bridge. Yeah, as long as you're in a full sprint, you may roll. Check it every. Cool. Uh, 20 total. What kind of a check is this, Ian? Uh, acrobatics or athletics, depending on whichever you prefer. I rolled a 14. 21. Alrighty. As long as you roll higher than 10, you're good. 17. Really, really just a 10. What does Nork roll? Oh, um, 16. Okay. Um, uh, DJ. As you make the jump, since you're the last in the train, since you were um, farthest away. Actually, no. You started running before everyone else did, huh? Because Amnon would be behind you. Yep. So it is actually Amnon's probably the back of the train. Amnon, you go to jump, and you feel a hand whisk around your tail and attempt to grab you. Uh, Give me a counter acrobatics check. That is a 10. Amnon, you make a leap, and uh, Strahd grabs you by the tail as you're hanging. Ow, 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 ow. That hurts, that hurts, that hurts. <laughs> Actually, uh, Zardok's still in control, so it's more. Cut it off. Ow, 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 that hurts, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Strahd, Strahd looks at you. He's kind of grabbed you closer to your actual ass as opposed to like, the top of the tail. Still hurts. I see what he's into. Yeah. <laughs> Strahd looks at Amnon and he says, You know how to swim? You look down at the raging river, river beneath you. It's about a 30 foot drop into water. Um, what does Zardok say? I don't know. Do you? And I try to pull him into the river with me. <laughs> uh. I guess you could make a grapple check at disadvantage. I'd to see you try to actually like lean up 
<laughs> as you're suspended by gravity to grab somebody and pull them with you. If you manage to do this, to do this, oh, that'd be what, impressive. What do I add to it? It's uh, just a grapple check, so just your strength. All right. Uh, so with it, with it, if I didn't have disadvantage, it would have been a natural twenty. But <laughs> because of disadvantage, adds a twelve. All right. Uh, you reach up to grab. You reach up to grab him, and he goes, "Oh, don't." touch me you see him pull out a dagger he says here i'll under this you don't you don't need it anymore and he cuts the he cuts the ass into your tail off and uh, drops you into the uh, water uh, uh, <laughs> you take a point of damage jesus but i'm also missing my fucking tail now <laughs> <laughs> weren't you missing a horn in the uh, last campaign hey, shut up. <laughs> or is it this one <laughs> he doesn't cut the whole tail off he cuts just the spade of it off or whatever it is you have for tail tip. Was it a spaded tail? Uh, yeah. The, yeah um... He just cut. He cuts. He cuts the spade off, and he looks at it with some interest. And uh, you see him kind of like take it, and he slides it into his breast pocket as you're falling into the water. <laughs> Can I try something like stupid real quick before I fall into the water? Sure. If I cast spider climb on myself and tried to grab onto like like a part of the bridge, would that work? Help me at all in the situation? Uh, you can surely attempt to do so. He had you suspended pretty cleanly over the uh, the gap, so it'll be difficult. It's worth it. I'm gonna give it a shot. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check to like spin around to grab the t uh, grab something. All you gotta do is put a hand on the surface. So that's how spider climb works. Just acrobatics. Yep. That is a 19 plus one. That is a 20. All right. Hey. Yeah, you're able to do so. Ah, ah. You're hanging beneath straw stones um you're barely suspended but you're you got one hand on the surface you're basically like spider-man with one hand hanging up there and you got your fingers kind of like pressed to the up uh, like tips to the uh, rock but not your palm does that make sense yeah yeah Strahd, like you see Strahd glance over briefly and he doesn't see that you fell and he's like oh well and he walks away <laughs> it's like oh it's probably not whatever i'm just going Zarbok is just gonna hang there for a second, <laughs> just uh, just and then I'm going to pull myself up and then jump over. Now I'm gonna like before he climbs up, I'm gonna like try to get his attention and like. Well, no, does would he see me Let's as see, I try to roll? Everybody, roll a perception check. You probably would have seen Amnon get grabbed. But let's see how many of you didn't see Amnon save himself. Hey, oh, fair twenty. Five, my dude. I rolled a five. <laughs> I rolled an eight, so. Uh, okay. sixteen. What did Irina roll? Irina rolled a fifteen. Okay, so DJ, Irina, Watts. What did Nork roll? Too busy uh, reveling in how cool he looked jumping over that gap. <laughs> uh, I reamed out. See, I am not. Uh, struggling to pull himself up as he climbs back up. Everybody else is still moving down the end of the bridge, thankful to have separated themselves from Strahd for even a little bit. Okay. I feel I like Walt would have turned back to make sure everyone else made it. Mm -hmm. I think so, I, I uh, he's just, just eyeballing uh, Amnon the whole time with his like half tail now. No, just the tip of his tail got cut off. Oh, okay, the tip of his tail. Okay. <clears throat> Regardless. 
Uh, so a dog walks up behind you. <laughs> oh, shit. I quit looking at Amnon and look at the dog. Yeah, my focus is 100% on <laughs> I'm just kidding, there's no dog, so. Aww. Aww. Sad. Do y'all hear him? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, very little bit. Yeah, he's in my brother's room, so. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> so, uh, you guys see Amnon pull himself up to the other side. And Amnon, what do you do? Do you like, oh, not Amnon, Zarbeck, what do you do? Do you kind of like rolled onto your back and like a sigh of exasperation and relief because you didn't plummet into the raging waters? Or you just kind of stand up and go, like, okay, how the fuck am I getting across now? Yeah, I just kind of pull myself pull myself up and I'm laying on my back and I'm having a slight panic attack because it's been a long time since Zarbuck has been like in control of a body and let yeah. alone have the tip of your tail cut off and then catch yourself like basically like think like just by the tips of your fingers. So question yeah. if if he were to bring the severed part of his tail, could I reattach it with a spell? It's on Strahd. Oh, Strahd kept it? Yeah, Damn. he put it in his pocket. Rip. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> no, not ripped here. He sliced through it. <laughs> uh, I just gotta look over. What? Oh. Do you have mending? Will this? Will mending fix this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can try. There's no spade. There's no. He doesn't have the spade. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll get you a new tip. Can we get like a? Can we find like a dwarf to like make me a metal one and like get that attached because that'd be kind of metal. Hey, I can make you a stuffed one. Shut up. A you. stuffed one. <laughs> All right, and then uh, do we do we say that I I pulled myself up on the village side or the not village side of the bridge? Uh, on the village. All right, so I'm just going to stand up, try to look like I didn't just have a panic attack, and then jump across. Okay. Do you check to see if Strahd's standing behind you? Nope. <laughs> nope. Just running as fast as I can. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 15 to grapple. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, grabs the tail again, cuts more of it off. <laughs> a, I actually just rolled a 19, so that would have been... All right. Except you, you do roll counter grapples when you when you grapple jack, so... Nope. Um, so you make it across this time. Uh... Uh, you land on the opposite side of the road. And uh, what did Irina say? To kept on trying to walk. Wait, what? What did Irina say what? To Mel, because he, he didn't see... Um, like, he and Nort kept just walking. Um, I think Irina... Probably would have... Just gone back to try to help. Okay. She wouldn't have. She wouldn't have like thought twice. But... Yeah, Mel Mel and probably would have noticed at some point that no one was following. Yeah. And when you guys turn to see what's going on, Amnon finally jump across the bridge, and he kind of stops and like he's even grabs his tail and he holds it up to he holds it up to to Watt and Watt shakes his head like I can't do anything about that. There's no. I need more tail. <laughs> I'm like I, I can stop the bleeding, but that's about it. <laughs> You don't need a tail, do you? It's gonna throw off my balance. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll find you something else to tie to the end, like a some kind of cool looking blade. DJ, do you have any <laughs> extra arrows? Uh, sure. Can I hand an arrow? 
Can we snap off the arrowhead and tie that to the end? <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. Diver steps up. Wait, wait, wait. Walt was on to something. We should definitely tie like a dagger to your tail. So as you guys are sitting here talking about what to do with Amnon's tail, you notice that the rain has kind of started to subside some. Uh, and the heat of the uh, afternoon has subsided to nighttime. Uh, you see that darkness is starting to creep in around you, and you notice that there's no light on the roads at all. Uh, what would be sunset is now upon you. I look I look back. Is Strahd still behind us? Yeah, he's kind of sitting on the other side of the bridge on, on top of his horse. Uh, you see him kind of like holding up Amnon's uh, spade, and uh, you see him kind of like look at it. And uh, kind of like wave at you with it before uh, turning around in this hole. Uh, while he waves it, while he waves it, Mel just flips him the bird. Oh, and, uh, I feel like the whole party should flip him off while he's doing that. <laughs> uh, well, here's our, here's our <laughs> Mel flips him the bird, and then Irina looks <laughs> over and sees that, and she just like swats his hand down, and just like, oh, damn it, because <laughs> <laughs> Irina knows. Fucking idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know. Um, but yeah. And then um uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be like Davaris, uh keep an eye out for a good campsite, some some kind of hidden hidden off. I just kinda Davaris nods and I just kinda walk off ahead into the forest to start looking. I'm gonna go help him. Like, or how far away are we from that village that we were trying to escape to? <laughs> You're on the other side of the country. Oh, yeah, yeah we're, that's, we're a good way. That's away. right. We're like an, a week's walk away, so yeah, we need a campsite. Uh, Irina would probably know about the Vistani camp that's down the river. So she pipes up about that. She's like, uh, I I know about I know about the about a Vistani camp, just just down the river there. And is it close enough for us to make it to tonight? Yeah, it's probably only about. Let's see here. If you were to just leave the road and travel along the river, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's about two miles away, which is not a very super far walk. Well, you could probably walk, what, two miles in an hour? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could walk five miles, I think, is the average human walking pace of, like, steady walking. Make it two miles in about half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. The tough part is that it's on the other side of the road where, am, where you guys came from. Um, Is there another bridge on the, along the way there? Very, very, very is what uh, Mel would probably tell you. Yeah, very, very. Uh, what the GMs? Because <laughs> you cut out, so I didn't hear it. Well, I mean, I guess we don't really have very, much of very... a, much of another choice, do we? Not really. And uh, I go to uh, rustle Dijo's hair and cast a light spell on his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, good idea. Cast light on our rogue's hair. Hey, I can't see. 
It's too dark. DJ just lets it happen. And and I and I looked at Irina, right? It's too dark. It's just, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of dark. Hey, DJ, DJ says to Mel, hey, why don't you cast light on a, uh, on uh, Amnon's tail? <laughs> you know, I think Amnon's been through enough. Zardok <laughs> shoots uh, DJ the dirtiest look. I'm gonna put my hand on Mel's. Watt's gonna just put his hand on Mel's shoulder and he's be like, it's okay, maybe one day you'll have dark vision like the rest of us. Uh, Zarbdok, Amnon's Aww. still underneath the control of Strahd's spell, and you keep on saying, yeah, we should cross the river, but over at the bridge. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Every about five minutes or so, Amnon's come back to Broker yet. <laughs> 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 so, like, we would at this point know that he's cursed. No, he's not cursed. He's or... just mo he's he's underneath a very strong charm spell. So, um, just just so it's clear, Ian's kind of keeping his distance from Amnon right now. Ian? Did I say Ian? I meant Dijo. Well, I mean, like, so, so the, basically, the what what Ian is saying is like, so Zardok is still in control of the body. Amnon yeah. on the inside is talking to Zardok, saying, "Hey, we should go back to Barovia." Oh yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but DJ doesn't, you know. DJ of course doesn't know that though. I don't. I don't think I saw him get get that spell casted on him, did I? No, I think. I think uh, what was it? Dijo knows that Amnon's underneath the spell, and Davros knows. Yeah. I mean, I like. We would notice that his eyes are still Zarbdok colored, right? This is probably the first time we've actually encountered Zarbdok in person. Yeah, what? What's curious? He's like, so. Is this that Zarbdok thing that's inside you? Like talking to. Assuming that he's still talking to Amnon. That Zardok thing. <laughs> the, the, the great demon, right? Fiend. Fiend, that's right. He, Zardok, like, looks at you as if, like, he, this guy's gotta be, like, fucking joking, right? He's never heard of me. Like, we've been, we've been traveling together all this time. He, like, did you, did you think that Amnon was pulling your fucking leg or something? I, I, I just didn't think he could fully take over the body. He, as if he's not speaking to him. <laughs> he's using, exactly. He's using third-person third pronouns on somebody who's right there. Yeah, Watt totally thinks he's still talking to Amnon. <laughs> Zarbdok, like, opens his mouth, like, has, like, has something that he's going to say, and points his finger, and then he closes his mouth. So he thinks to himself, nope. There's better times for this, and then just kind of walks away. <laughs> so at this time, uh, do you guys travel along the river, following it, or do you want to take the road? Uh, I guess whichever way is quicker. I guess take, probably take going along the river would probably be better. Along the river. I, um, I, I think agree. I think Mel would kind of know because he. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Mel. I think that you have a map of Barovia. If not, I can send you one. I know. I actually think Mel took a map of the city. I mean, of the country from the house, right? I did. Yeah. So, um, uh, let me see if it's on my character sheet. I think so. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
I have a hag's finger. Okay. When you when you haven't played in a while and you forget what items you have. Pretty sure you got that so, death house. I uh, I just I just shot. But in addition to that, I shot you a zoom location of where you guys are, which is D, and you're traveling along that river north. The north the river kind of winds throughout the entire country. You'll see. We're at D. Yeah, you're at the lower D, where it's marked uh, Ilvis River. Ivlis, sorry. Okay. And so we're on the okay other side of the. You're on the southern side of the wall. Back across. I am not. You know that the road itself crosses with the bridge again pretty quickly, uh, but the thinnest and easiest part to cross the river is actually close to the camp. You mean Mel? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Like, could I be, like, looking at the map over his shoulder? Yeah. And just, like, be like, so do we want to just try to get to the camp over here? Like, just cross the river once we get there? Like, talking to Mel, trying to plan this out. I just look over my shoulder. Like, no one likes a backseat driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right, it's fine. But walks away yeah. like so yeah okay so we're gonna just cross the river whenever we get close to the camp guys all right my well, just like great idea wish i had thought of it wait what didn't you give that um i'm okay. at the backhand somewhere <laughs> I, start, I start leading the way uh leading the way to to this camp with Irina there next to me, so that way she can help me kind of navigate. Okay, hang on, let me... <clears throat> Zarbok follows close behind. Ian, I have a question. Uh, uh, I hope I have an answer. So, at this point, since Watt kind of confronted uh, Zarbok, would everyone know that it's Zarbok the Fiend now that's taken over the body as opposed yes. to Amnon? Okay, so that's common knowledge. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna walk up to Mel <clears throat> while we're walking, and I'm assuming Zarbdok's pretty far away, right? He, he yeah. He's in the back. I'm I'm following close behind Mel because uh, Zarbdok, Zarbdok really the only person that he really trusts is Mel. Okay. Aww. Do, Don't do you flatter yourself. Have... He's the only one that, that that he feels confident that you're actually competent with what you're doing. <laughs> Especially after that conversation with Watt just now. Oh, hey, just just for anybody who's listening to the for the podcast, guys. As far as like the whole Amnon Zarbdok thing, uh, Zarbdok is uh, I'm I'm playing a Hexblade Warlock. Zarbdok is my patron. That just for anybody who's curious as to, like what the fuck is going on right now. And if you didn't guess that, <laughs> but uh, DJ's gonna go up to Mel and say and try to whisper and. Is Zarbdog paying attention? Does it look like Zarbdog's paying attention? To what I'm saying? Zarbdog is not interested at all in what you're what you have to say. Okay, so <laughs> DJ... Jeez. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> DJ goes up to Mel and is he, he just kind of uh quietly tells Mel it's like, hey, I think um uh Amnon is under some sort of spell whenever he 
you know, was going to bring me over to the river. I think he's under a spell by, uh, from, a straw. I tell Mel that. Okay. So Mel's like looking at the map, trying to like navigate. He just comes up behind him, whispers that to him. He's like, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I noticed the eyes, but um, at the moment, he's not. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with him, but I think, uh, I think that voice inside of his head kind of took over. I think, uh, I think we're okay for right now. I'm keeping an eye on him. Don't worry. Yeah. So Stop. I just not a whole lot I can do about it at the moment. Yeah, I know. I just uh, let's watch out for. If he does anything, I don't know if he's still under the spell or anything, but yeah, keep an eye on him for me. Yeah, I just want to let you know. All right, and then DJ goes back to what he was doing, which is probably staring off at everything. <clears throat> um, yeah, so just keep keep navigating, man. Yeah. All right, so you guys travel along the road for about an hour and a half in the directions that Mel are taking you. Mel, give me a survival check. Oh, God. Get advantage of a map. Yes. All right. Do you really want them to fail? <clears throat> 17. Oh, wait. Were you talking to everyone or just Mel? No, no just... just Mel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a 17. 16. And that's a 17. So, so it's just basically the same thing? Yeah, I rolled a 17. Okay, yeah. Mel, you were able to take you guys there without really much of an issue at all. With the map, it's pretty easy to follow the signs and things like that. And once you get off the road, I mean, you're just following a river. It's really easy to follow, even at nighttime. Okay. Uh, uh, about an hour and a half into your journey, uh, you come across what looks to be like a very small clearing that runs along the side. And uh, it's probably about 7 p.m.-ish at night. And you guys see uh, along the road what looks to be like 10 to 12 bodies piled around uh, the riverside. Uh, the armor looks to be rusted and aged. And uh, you see battle standards uh, flying in the uh, damp from the rain a few hours ago. And you see several ravens picking at the dead bodies. Uh, DJ is going to do an investigation. He's going to investigate and see if he can find out um, how long these have been here. Maybe try to figure out what. Maybe try to piece together what happened. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, So I rolled a twenty total. Okay. So. You crouch down and kind of look at the uh, the premise and start scouting around. You guys let DJ do his thing, or do you just kind of dismiss what he's doing and just move along? Nah, I mean, it's like a big pile of dead bodies. They look like what soldiers? It's not a pile. They're kind of strewn about the small clearing. It looks right. like a fight happened here. I'm gonna like go and just start checking, see if anyone else is alive. Oh, okay. Uh, so DJ, you start walking out and certain. <laughs> Getting things and uh, Amnon, not Amnon, sorry. Watch just kind of kind of bumble around behind you and start like walk the bodies. Hey, you okay? 
<laughs> is that is, am, am I getting it wrong? Nah, you're that's pretty much it. Okay. He just kind of looks at Watt for a second and then continue, continues doing what he's doing. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, DJ, after a while, you kind of determine that these dead bodies are no longer inhabited by anything other than bones. The armor is cracked and riddled and old. And uh, some of the bodies have arrows. Looks like they have obvious uh, weapon wounds in the armor. Uh, the standards bear what looks to be like a silver dragon. Uh, or Boris. Okay. Uh, Nork, you would recognize on the hilt of your sword, it has the same Ouroboros. The, uh, okay. the nice sword you got from... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think I could do, like, a... Did somebody already do a history check to see, like, what that... Where, th where that came from or whatever, or anything like that? I believe... Was it Mel read into the history and lore of Barovia some in the house? I did. Yeah, you want to go ahead and give me a, a history check at advantage? You specifically read about this. Yeah, a history check? Mm-hmm. Mm -mm -mm. <clears throat> well, that wasn't good. <laughs> All right, same role. Great. You can also have Irene as well. She would be familiar with this to an extent. Okay, so Mel rolled a 13. Mm -hmm. Irina... Well, to 16, of course. Okay. Uh, so Mel would just know that they're the Order of the Silver Dragon. Um, and you you would know the scabbard is made of the dragon scales. Okay. And Irina would disseminate the similar information, but go into that very typically when you see battlefields like this, revenants undead warriors of the order are lurking about. They are not allies of Strahd, but that does not make them your enemy. They are not your enemy, and they're not the ally of Strahd, but that does not mean that they won't fight you. They're basically hell-bent on revenge. I imagine this to be like a cinematic moment where we're all like investigating, and she recognizes that, and she goes into a, a monologue... <sighs> explaining this this like history of this of the order of the soul dragons and we're all just kind of like listening to it just imagine that happening yeah it, it's a pretty detailed explanation as dj is kind of examining the area dj you come across a body um that has a uh, a trinket tied around its shoulder and you see a beautiful uh silver dragon ornament uh, looks to be made of some kind of metal tied to uh, the pauldron of the armor. Um, when you look at it, it looks to be made of genuine silver upon first glance. Uh, do you interact with it or you leave it be? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to... I want to... I want to... I want to touch it, but I don't want to touch it. Do you touch it? I don't know. Uh, it's never good when the DM says, "Do you touch do you it?" Wanna... <laughs> DJ's going to just examine it closely. Um, the closer you you like lean to it, and then the closer your hand gets to possibly touching it, you kind of feel that it, it resonates a cold energy to it, as if it's discernibly more chill in the area around the appendage. 
want to touch it so bad. <laughs> Ian, no. No, Dio, Dio, Dio does not touch it. He doesn't touch it. Okay, what is, what's Mel doing? Mel sits down and uh, <laughs> he crosses his legs and he starts um, starts casting a spell. It's going to take him a minute. Starts okay. casting a ritual. What ritual? Uh, detect magic. Okay. Uh, it's a 10 minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes. For the next 10 minutes, I'll be casting a spell. Yeah, that's probably the amount of time that I'm explaining to you guys some of the lore about these silver dragons. Uh, she mentions the name Argenvost a couple times. That's the dragon that led them. And in addition to that, you guys would all know silver dragons are typically good. Uh, and they typically worshipped Bahamut. So, these this order being in the state that it's in inside Barovia, it looks to be non-existent anymore. Indicates to you Strahd's power. If he took down an entire silver dragon and its order, that's very, very not good. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you would finish casting Detect Magic by the time this and DJ was like over there looking at the pendant. Uh, Mel, you hint, you get a very, very magical aura from the pendant, as if though a lingering spell on it died many, many years ago, but the essence of the spell still exists. Uh, it looks I, like the yeah I'm sorry go ahead oh, I was going to say what could I tell the uh, school of magic um it's let's see here is it abjuration is the spell where you cast defensive spells yes yeah it's an abjuration okay so I see uh, cast a spell and I see um, I think I see DJ mm-hmm staring at it like while i'm casting so he's like staring at examine it he like he's like uh uh, uh, uh he, like throws his hands up it's like i'm not gonna touch it <laughs> and then he like walks back over there and he like stares at it some more and he's like uh and mel just goes over there he just picks it up I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck mel what <laughs> it's like, what? it's absolutely freezing to the touch uh, as though if you hold it for too long in one hand, uh, it'll freeze to your skin. Um, and you can feel the uh, the. It's about like maybe like a few inches off of it. Uh, even through your gloved hand, if you have gloves on, it feels like it's freezing your skin. I uh, I hold it for like for like a couple of seconds to examine it, and then I just toss it to DJ. After yep. so after DJ about, <laughs> um, DJ, you you catch it. Are you wearing gloves, DJ? Uh, uh, no. Okay, it's the similar effect, DJ. It it's it's like scalding your hand with the cold initially. You kind of have to bounce it between hands to hold it for a little bit. But after a moment, um, you know it's been raining for a long time too, DJ. So you you guys would probably be a little cold, a little chilled from the water. Uh, DJ, you kind of feel like you're. Sh- have stopped and the pendant doesn't feel as cold to you anymore uh doesn't feel as cold to me yeah it's cool to the touch now uh, I, I, I ask mel what he thinks this is like why is it so cold why well it have- you feel as though the cold doesn't bother you anymore the cold like never the- bothered him anyway uh, the cold doesn't bother me that doesn't sound good um, I kind of like 
lean down. I'm just like, so it's uh, it's abjuration magic. So uh, it's some type okay. of protection. So maybe just mess around with it for a little while. Try to get used to it, see what it does. But uh, all yours. I uh, is there anything I can like do with it, Ian? Or uh, so. Mel could probably infer if to spend some time with it that it's just a pendant that makes you resistant to cold temperatures. You can't you can't succumb you can't succumb to cold. Ooh. It doesn't affect cold damage, but you can't like. Basically, the cold weather will not affect you. You can't freeze to death anymore. It's impossible. Okay. Let me add this to my. What should I call it? Uh, silver pendant of warmth, I suppose. Of so it's not resistance to cold damage. It's not resistance to cold damage. It's resistant to the elements. Like you can't, like you know how like you could be resistant to the deserts and the heat and, and exhaustion in the desert. It's the opposite of that. Like he, like basically, cold weather will never affect him in that way. He, yeah. he can't. Okay, so he resistant can't to exposure. cold weather. Okay. Yeah, you can't like exposure. Berklet from Breath of the Wild. Uh, so after you guys spend some time here, uh, you see, um, you, you start kind of gathering after that, the, the speech and the, the history lesson. I don't know how many of you paid attention or not. My uh, ears definitely perked up upon hearing the Revenant part. I don't know if Nork would be interested in, in the history of dragons or not, or his sword, but... Uh, if it has to do with anything, like war or combat related then he would definitely be interested yeah the, she would have mentioned that they're probably the most fighting force ever brought to Strahd and that Strahd had to literally get him and his lich archmage she mentions to go and fight this dragon and they they won pretty handily but it took all of Strahd's effort to take it down she, so whenever she starts talking about that Norik definitely like uh, like she has she has his full attention Mm -hmm. So, you guys get back on the road and travel. Probably another. Hey, Ian. Yes. Before we leave, I want to go back to that the body where I found the pendant. Mm -hmm. I just want to see if I can like find out who this person is or anything. Uh, it's a desiccated corpse. You know, it's there's really not a whole lot of skin left. What is there has been rotted away for the most part. Just bones. It looks to be human of some kind. Okay. Well. I, w I would like to mention that amongst the bodies, there were two or three dragonborn bodies. Yeah. <clears throat> but elves and human bones look the same. So same with half-orcs. Really, any humanoid race looks relatively the same, as long as they've got the same bone structure. Um, but dragonborn would look distinctly different. Okay. Well, DJ takes the pendant, and then just he just walks off for the rest of the party. Okay. Uh, so you guys travel along the road, probably about 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, when you come across the sounds of music playing, uh, you hear uh, the sounds of a man and a woman singing together in Barovian. And uh, they sound to be jolly and uh, full of mirth. That's unusual. <laughs> Seems like the first sign of, like, happiness and and like joy since we've entered Barovia 
Um, <clears throat> well, you should still be skeptical. Yeah. Um, here, why don't um, DJ? Why don't, why don't you uh, scout ahead? See see what's up, and uh, yeah. come back and report. Okay. Is his hair still lit up? <laughs> no, I. I... <laughs> I don't it, know. It, it sounds a lot like those things by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a more gypsy Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty on the nose, I think. Right? That's fair. Yeah, DJ, DJ kind of goes to, I guess, check him out without being seen. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Uh, that is, sorry, uh, 19. Total. All right. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty, pretty quiet. So you sneak up on, uh, on these two, you see a man and a woman, uh, there's a boat pulled up and, and moored on the side. Uh, one guy is, it looks like he's playing some kind of, uh, strange string instrument that's propped up between his legs. Uh, and he's plucking the bell the bottom of it, and it's just like a long neck up at the top, and he's strumming up there as well. He's not strumming, so he's you know he's making the fingerings for the board. Yeah. Uh, and the woman is uh, singing, and she's got a tambourine in one hand, and she's banging it on her hip. The man is dressed in like a, a, a short cloth shirt with uh, leather pulgins on and uh, fingerless gloves. And he's got long hair and a pointed beard, and his long hair is tied back into a, a like a single ponytail, and mm -hmm. it's wavy and goes down his back. While the woman has black hair, and uh, looks to have like gorgeous blue eyes that you can see because you have dark vision, you're a gnome, right? Yeah. You, you you can see it's low light, so you can see her pretty pretty normally, pretty pretty clearly. Yeah. And uh, it looks like they're standing around a, a small fire they've built, and there's a fish, uh, kind of spit roasted or pegged on the uh, fire. And you see that there's a pile of, like, maybe a couple handful of more fish uh, on barbs next to them. Looks to be fully cooked already. Uh, the man the man is singing pretty pretty decent. I rolled a performance check, and it was 19. Oh, wow. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a pretty good little song. The man the man looks to be full of mirth, and you see that there's a little bottle next to him with XXX on it. With XXX on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Typical cartoon fashion. <laughs> Antioxidants, man. Yeah. <laughs> As the, yeah. That's what it stands for. Digital <laughs> uh, uh, wants to examine this from a distance. The the scene or the bottle? The bottle. It looks like alcohol. Okay. Okay. Looks like alcohol. Probably Bill, smells like it, alcohol. Tastes like alcohol. I, probably is alcohol. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could. It's gasoline. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bottle of moonshine. The scene, pretty much. Do you go out to approach them, or you go return to the party? I go return to the party. Hey, you need to give Rachel tips on how to be a. <laughs> what does she do? Walked in on a scene that was obviously a ridiculous fight, and a dragon comes out and confronts her, and she's like, "I'm gonna talk to it." <laughs> Everyone just like the meme. We don't know uh, about that. 
<laughs> it was the meme of what is it, the guy who just throws his hand up and he's like, I guess <laughs> that one. <laughs> so DJ returns back to the party and reports what he saw. Yeah, they're having a good time over there. They have a bottle XXX. Oh, the Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Zarbdog knows about Vin Diesel, but I'm not going to question it. <laughs> so, what do you guys say? I, I suggest to the party that we just either ignore them or we can talk to them if we want. How close are, to the camp are we? Arena would Arena would know that they fit the description for Vistani. I was about to say, how close to the Vistani camp are we? Maybe another 20, 30 minutes at the moment. <laughs> DJ asks uh, Irina if... These are, in fact, uh, Vistani or whatever they are. Well, uh, to my knowledge, that's it. Sounds uh, sounds exactly like uh, they are. So, uh, so, should we go up and talk to them, or wouldn't hurt? Well, you lead the way. <clears throat> okay. Uh, very slowly pulls his hood up over his head. <laughs> 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 Strahd almost did your favor, made at the hide your tail either. <laughs> no response. <laughs> Lots of so, swear words. Do you guys try attempt to sneak up on the camp or just approach it normally? I think we I just mean, approach it. I think so we just walk yeah. up. Okay. <clears throat> so jump in and go, hello there. So uh <laughs> you guys get to the edge of this clearing. Uh, that they've set up uh, two small little tents and this little spit roast cooking the uh, stuff. You see that the instrument is now sitting there by itself, playing by itself, and the tambourine is floating in the making itself. Fuck! Yeah. Would we, like, recognize them as bards? Or should I roll a check for that? I I mean, I, I don't think there's anything I've said gets to bards. What was that? Okay, but, so, like, normal people say too. They don't have to be bards. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what you mean. Not everyone went to school and studied magic to be a magical singer. I, I look over to DJ and I go, are you sure you saw somebody here? Didn't we all see people over here? <laughs> I didn't see anything at all. You heard the, you heard the music. Yeah, I heard music. Oh, yeah, I, I, I swear to God, I saw some people over here. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, roll perception checks. What was that? Roll perception checks. Soon. That's a 20. big old nat five. Ooh, fifteen. Uh, I rolled twenty-two. Irene rolled a thirteen. Okay. I got a nine. I rolled a twenty-six. Good for you. So, uh, those of you that rolled twenty, you see a woman stepping out of the water, uh, completely unclothed, and she wrings her hair out. Uh, DJ, you see the woman that you saw. Uh, she kind of like starts to uh, trace her way across the uh, the clearing. She looks over because you guys aren't making any attempt to hide yourselves. And she goes like, um, look away. Uh, Mel immediately uh, looks away. I DJ do just... a complete 180. <laughs> <laughs> DJ slowly turns around. Slowly. I'm also like, just the quick 180. 
D- no, Mel sees DJ slowly turning around. He's just like, well, it's not like super slowly. It's just like kind of slow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah no, like... I almost trip over my feet from how fast I turn around. <laughs> yeah, but Mel, but it's 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 because DJ's just like she was literally just over here. Like, hey, look, Z- Zargok does not turn around. He goes, "How are these? How are these instruments playing by themselves?" <laughs> uh, that's that's not important right now. <laughs> uh, so Davros, you turn around, and Mel, you turn around, and you see the man uh, leaned up against a tree behind you guys, picking his teeth with a dagger, and he says, "Oh, uh, you're stunning magic." He kind of picks out some fish out of his mouth and kind of like takes it off the tip of the, uh, the dagger, and he says, "So, are you is here to he, rob us?" Is oh. he also naked? No. Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh no no we're we're not here to rob you. In in fact, um, seems like you got a nice campsite. Wondering if you might mind uh, sharing it for the night. You're making us sound real shady. <laughs> <laughs> he kinda, he, he, yeah, he he looks at you and he says, "Um, no, I'm not gonna share my camp with you or my sisters. But what you can do." Is uh, if you just follow the stream down, maybe another twenty minutes or so, uh, you'll find the large camp there, and uh, we've got some nice tents set up for strangers who come in and try to peeping tom and my sister. That that's not what. That's not Dude, at all. Zar- Zar- dog turns around. What is this term, peeping tom? <laughs> Amnon. It's, it's Amnon, a figure of speech. We'll work it out later, Amnon. Amnon, shut up. Uh, look, look. We, we we didn't mean anything by it, okay? We, we merely just kind of walked in. She got out of the the, the river. It, it was a total mistake. Yeah, so sorry. We'll we'll Look, we'll be on our way. Very yeah. sorry. He looks at you. He looks at you. Says, "On second thought, you know what? I'll come with you. I just want to make sure you get there safe and sound." Fair uh, enough. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, um. Hey, he he spins the dagger and he sh- chest. And he what? You break? You broke up? He spins the dagger and holsters it on uh one of the sheets in his uh chest. Okay, I thought you, I thought you said he spins the dagger and then just puts it in his chest, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's also what I heard. <laughs> Painful. Yes. Uh, Norik's gonna kind of pipe up. He's been kind of quiet during this whole thing, and he's gonna say. Mm-hmm to you whether or not we make it to the camp safely he tilts his head to one side and says fair enough uh mostly because we're not supposed to be out here and if you for whatever reason show up at that camp and say that you caught us out here well that would be my ass so i'm gonna pretend that i brought you guys in for questioning huh and he does like the left he, he, he kind of like motions his hands back and forth left and right going like ah I'm gonna be like, we did walk on his sister. It's only fair that we help him with this. Hear us out. She was literally just walking out of the river. DJ, I got this. <laughs> we'll we'll help you out if you help us out. And, you know, give us a good word. He says, "Oh no, no, no! You're you're not prisoners. I'm just uh, I've got, I've got a good feeling about you guys. You, you strangers popping out of the woods in the middle of the night in Barovia and not mugging me." That's a change of pace. <laughs> no. You said a question, so I just assumed. 
Zardok is walking away from the conversation to investigate the magic instruments. <laughs> yeah, you see the woman step out of the camp, and she looks at you, and she says, Oh, hello. Uh, ooh, what's wrong with your eyes? She kind of like comes running up to you, and she attempts to pull your hood back so she can look up at your face a little more. What is wrong with your eyes? She says, nothing, just two pupils and um, eyeballs, and ooh, you have horns. And she reaches up and... <laughs> I just give her like this, like a weird look, but then I look back at the instruments, just kind of like investigating further. It's <laughs> all you care about at this. Um, Irina, Irina goes up to the guy, and she's like, "Look, um, we we don't want to cause any trouble with you. I mean, I think we can make our way to the camp by ourselves." And, uh, he he looks at you and he says, "Nothing on you, um, but I would feel better if you not do that and let me come with you." He says, "Look, cards on the table. I'll be honest with you. We were not supposed to sneak up the camp tonight because there was a ritual going on." And I said, "Oh, my sister was sick, uh, you know, and we're gonna gonna go rest and go to bed early, and I'll watch her." But we wanted to come out here and get drunk. <laughs> Understandable. What, what kind of ritual? I immediately turn around. <laughs> he says, "Oh, we're just doing a, a a vocal vocal history this evening. It's a ritual in which we tell Vistani lore and talk about one of the many things that our Lord and great Savior, he does air quotes, Strahd, has done and accomplished in his lifetime. I open air quotes, lifetime." Hey, Ian. I have yes. A question. Um. Is that uh alcohol bottle like around? Yes. Uh where like where's it at? Cuz DJ's thinking about just kind of taking it because they pissed him off. Uh it's over there by the woman. Like next to her? Is she distracted or anything? She's she's looking at Amnon's tail. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, he, he looks at you guys and he says, look, look, seriously, all cards on the table. I just try not to get you in trouble, try not to get me in trouble. You he certainly said, look, have look. a lot of cards to put on the table for you to keep saying that. <laughs> he says, my name is Lazla. Okay? There you go. He says, Lazlo. He says, Lazlo Zelkin. That is my sister, Claudia. I'm going to say, like, I'm cool with you coming with us, but sh shouldn't you stay here with your sister, or is she going to come with us too? She looks up, and she goes like, oh, no, we're done. She turns and snaps her finger, and you see the camps roll up, and the instrument stops playing. Uh, the, the tambourine <laughs> zips over to her hip and hooks under her belt, and you see the big instruments like sail over to the man, and he goes like, I want to move to DJ. I move? The instrument sails through standing and he turns back oh he he okay. chuckles and he chuckles and looks at you and ruffles your hair neat trick by the way how'd you get it how'd you get it to glow as he steps past you wait <laughs> my hair mm -hmm. I, I i dispelled his hair <laughs> <laughs> i i look at my hair i was like Cool. <laughs> um, 
so he looks at you guys and he says, "Well, you're in good company now. You're amongst Vistani. We are infamous for our alcohol and, most importantly, our great senses of humor." Seems like it. He says, "You'll love my brother, Alexi. Nice guy. Dead. Nice guy." You said dead? What? He laughs and says, "He's not dead. He's just stiff. He's." He thinks nothing is funny, so we like to call him dead because he sits in a room and he stares at everyone like he's a corpse. They don't get it. <laughs> it's fine. Can I, like, insight check that? See if there's anything sketchy going on there? Sure. 18. Uh, he's being pretty serious about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Adam, how dare you question this man? <laughs> No, I meant to see, like, if there's anything wrong with the brother. <laughs> like, if there's... Oh. No, you know, nothing's, nothing strange. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, so, do you guys follow him? Yeah. 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 Follow him. yeah, he dishes out the fish that he caught to you guys. He also eats one. I mean, yeah, I'll eat some. He just savors the fish. One Orcs slow bite at a time. Bones Orcs. and all. The whole thing. <laughs> Zarbdok is taking like the occasional bite, but is also asking Claudia a lot of questions about like the magic instruments. <laughs> She's like, it's just an animate spell. It's really not that complicated. We just make the instruments dance for themselves while we go do something else. I felt like taking a dip. And my brother was like, I'm going to go out and get some berries so that we can make some more wine. Ah. And uh, when I came back, um, as any Vistani woman would do, we swam naked because guess what? We live short lives, and honestly, it's nice having about 50% of it unclothed. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. She's like, you'll love Vistani women. We look at you, we kiss you, the knife sometimes goes back. It really depends on the woman. Stay away from Lavina. She's not very nice. Lavina? Oh, you know, Magda. She's not either alana she is very aggressive really really likes i mean this really really seriously loves elderberry wine oh oh and the dorina uh, and you hear her, her brother go all right claudia you're you're, you're going on again who they, loves they elderberry wine they don't who care loves, who loves elderberry wine she says oh um alana okay <laughs> DJ, I like to imagine DJ's actually just taking notes in a notebook right now about all these women. <laughs> I know, I know, Zach is. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, so you guys uh, start heading to the camp. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. Woo! Darn. Boo. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week, and uh, hopefully, no one will die, uh, unless it's Amnon. Uh, then uh, Zarbduck will completely take over the body. I mean, if I, I die, it wouldn't nice. hurt. I love that Zarbduck has basically taken on the personality of, like, man from the past is now in the present. <laughs> <laughs> what are these instruments? <laughs> Alrighty, uh, so we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening.